You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. We're back on The Quest, The Quest to 100. I'm Brian here with my partner in crime, as always, Justin. Uh Uh-oh. My bad. Brian is all over the place today. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a special episode though. Yeah, that, that's the the extra microphone is throwing me off here. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure to do well today. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll pick it up. We'll figure it out. Uh, hello to all you questers. Good uh, good to see you. No, hear you. I don't know. I don't know. Good to be is. heard. Good to be heard. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a special episode here uh, on the quest for 100. We've we've got with us today Listener X. Questers, how you doing? Oh. Listener X. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Pleasure's mine. It's been a big day. Yeah. yeah. Big day. I've, you know, honors in terms of my life. This is going to top them. Uh, I would think one so. can only dream of being on the quest <laughs> right? for 100. I finally I, I made it. Think, yeah. Yeah, listen, you know, getting heard by the 20 or so people that that follow us. Hey, that's optimistic. They are great. Like yes, 20 people. They are great. 20 people. Yeah. You being one of them. So hopefully, you, so 19 people so listening. Ho- yes, oh, no. hopefully you re-listen to your own episode. Right. Yeah. For sure. Otherwise, the the number count will go right. down. So, yeah. but so for for those of you who are new uh, to this, we are a once a week podcast uh, focusing on all sorts of different topics. Um, we have brought in listener X. Listener X has been listening to. Every one of our podcasts, um, and he is an avid listener, and hence uh, his nickname, Listener X. But we're excited definitely to have him uh, on board here to talk about uh, a topic that is near and dear to at least two of the three people's hearts in this room, um, and that is Marvel comic books. I'm the guy left out. Yeah. Oh, sad times. (laughs) Sad times. The friendship test is not going to go well for Brian today. No, not at all. No, it's true. It's true. It's a it's a near and dear topic for sure. So I'm I'm thrilled to be invited. Yeah, and you know it's relevant too because we, uh, you know, this last week actually saw that uh, Captain Marvel or Marvel, however you want to say it, uh, was released in theaters. And uh, you know, there we we usually have a news segment, and I don't know Brian if you had anything to add to it, but really in the news for me uh, was that the movie was released so i i got to, a chance to see it but i wanted to give a chance to our guest here to uh also speak to it i have seen it as well yeah i've seen it as well i give it good marks okay. i really enjoyed it yeah they did some fun things for for those that are comic fans and enough i think entertainment for those that aren't so mm-hmm. yeah, I, solid. I, did, I did go see it as well oh, okay you, did. I just wanted, wanted okay. To, you wanted to chime in i did my homework okay good yeah. and good. a review um it was good uh the the goose was the my favorite part. Sure, goose was just the best part. Sure, I mean, yeah. I think that's gonna be everybody's favorite yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how what was your take, Brian? Being someone who's not attached to the Marvel universe that closely, you enjoyed it for what it's worth. Did you feel out of the loop on some things? Um, I I know the Marvel universe a little bit, and so so I understood some of the things, um, but uh, overall, um, there were some things I was a little curious about but sure. but i mean goose goose made the movie for <laughs> yeah me. Uh, i'll made be honest for everything else yeah, yeah. like uh, if goose would have been the the only thing in the movie i would have been fine with it and i'm not even a cat person 
Right on. He was a great character. Yeah. Well, we don't want to get too into that because we wanted to focus our attention a little bit more on the classic comic books um, and uh, especially, obviously, focus on the Marvel side of that. But um, we wanted to introduce a new segment here, um, and I don't know if there's a cue for this. No. There is not, but we will add it in potentially for a new segment uh, that we are going to call... um, we're going to call what, this what Extraordinary call Experts. We're going to call it Extraordinary Ooh. Experts because okay. we have one today, and he's here, and we wanted to talk with our good friend, Listener X. Well, we are getting very loose with that term, expert, just so everyone That's is clear. Heavy air quotes <laughs> around that, yes. for sure. That is okay. A lot, of our, a lot of our experts, this is our second guest episode, uh, and we're trying a different style here, obviously, than the first one. Uh, if you listen to that one, which was on uh, beauty and beauty products. Uh, but this one, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of have a good conversation back and forth with our guests. But we did want to have a segment that is dedicated towards just to find out a little bit more about our expert that we brought in. That's fair. That's fair. And just to kind of put it in perspective, I would consider myself a huge comic book fan. Yeah. Um, big collector for my formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, very into them for a certain segment of my life. And I think we all have things that that are very that are you identify as your childhood. Sure. This is like number one for me. Yeah. Nostalgia, it's central. Yeah. And that's, I think, where, why still to this day, comic books mean so much, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Because that's when I think of my childhood and growing up and those formative years, it's, it's, it all comes around comic books. Yeah. And it, it's interesting, too, with, with comic books in general, that they're so mainstream right now, or at least characters are. Um, and that's something that, you know, kids these days are into. Uh, you know, adults are into, everybody's into it from, from the Marvel Universe and from, um, you know, the cinematic universe in particular. But, you know, you, as you're saying there, comic books kind of driving that. Now, I don't know if you want, how much you want to divulge, but uh, from just from an age, you know, what decade were you from or born and, and impacted these? So I'm a generation older than Brian and Justin. I can be John, by the way, I guess. Oh, Listener okay. X is a little, yeah. little formal, a little formal. Hi, John. Which is ironic since I don't know if either of you call me John. I know I don't call Brian Brian ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I don't usually it's call 50, you Justin. 50. It's 50-50 for you. So we kind of have superhero names yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'll, be, I'll go by John for okay. this. Just a little more, a little friendlier, I think, than Listener X. Um, I started collecting probably when I was about six or seven. So to put that in perspective, I'm early 40s. So that was like... Right around You're 19, making us do math. Right. So not around <laughs> 80, 82, 83 okay. is right when I started collecting comics. I was born in 75. Okay. Um, so it puts a little bit of perspective. And then yeah. collected really heavily mm-hmm. probably till, gosh, early 90s. So okay. a good decade or a little bit more that that's when I was, like, neck deep in, in the comic book world. Did you have a specific um, genre or, or – uh, uh, what was your niche, I guess? Well, certainly Marvel. So there, there's that. That's an age-old comic book question, right? Yeah. Is DC versus Marvel, and that's mm. that's a deal breaker right here and now. If you guys need me to, <laughs> we'll step get out into of that. The room. We'll get into yeah, that. We'll save yeah. that one. Save yeah. that question for later. Yeah. So I'm a strict Marvel guy. Well, I say strict. There were other books I collected, yep. but Marvel was where I, I really spent most of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the, the actual books I have the most of or collected the most of, Punisher was right at the top of my list. Okay. Yeah. Iron Man, I have a ton of. 
all X Men is like a really wide range. There's a whole bunch of titles in there. Yeah, but a whole bunch of X Men. So a lot of the biggest of the Marvel world. I actually don't have a lot of Spider Man. Okay. Which is a little bit. Well, I feel like Spider Man was a little before your time in terms of its pop. Well, I mean, its popularity kind of lasts throughout that, but. Um, but I feel like that was more what sixties. It was, but he definitely at the height of of the kind of the eighties comics. Yeah, Spider Man was Spider- everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little, I was more into the, some of the other characters. Yeah, I'll put it that way. But I loved Avengers comic books. They, were, they split as well. So there was West Coast Avengers, yeah. regular Avengers. Yeah. Um, so we did all of those. So pretty wide range. Yeah. And being on the West Coast, I'm guessing you were into the West Oh, yeah. Coast I was very excited did, when that one started. Did you still read the East Coast Avengers? I did, but not different? religiously. Okay. So I, I kind of transferred. I went I went West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Natural. Pick Natural. your side. Cool. Well, what uh, – so you mentioned some of your go-to comics. Did you have a favorite superhero within all of them? Oh. That's that's a tough question. That's a tall order. I, I mentioned the Punisher was probably right near the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I love from the X Men world, Colossus is the okay. big iron yeah. guy. Turns, mm-hmm. yep. turns, turns metal. Yeah, thought he was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Hawkeye. Okay, Daredevil was pretty cool. Um, so you know, pretty standard. I think yeah. everybody loves Wolverine. Oh, so I can say Wolverine, but I think that's. Yeah. At least if you're if you're a person from my generation, you love Wolverine. That's yeah. just kind of like in your DNA. But is it is it frowned upon to say that Wolverine is your f- no. favorite? No. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not a cop out. Okay. It's okay. It's allowed. Okay. So so when uh, I'm so foreign to this idea of comic books, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. Like we, we had uh, playing card stores in Pullman, but I mean Pullman's so small. Small. We didn't have a comic book store. Mm-hmm. So. It, is that how you would literally go buy your yes. comics? So comic books are monthly, and it was, but they're they're sporadic, right? So every title has their own date, which Friday they're going to come out. They came out on Fridays, and we would literally, my brother, my sister, and myself would get in the car every Friday, drive to our comic book store and get our comics. That's and we awesome. each had our titles, yeah. right? And we knew the lady who owned the comic book store, she thought she was like our second mom. She just loved us. Yeah. And they had little cubbies in the back behind the desk. Mm. They would collect our titles for us. Oh. So you would just walk wow. in and she would wow. turn around and find your name and pull out all of your your new comics that came that, that week. Huh. It was fantastic. So would you ever – so obviously you would get the new ones mm-hmm. that were coming out, the, the fresh ones. But would, would you also go shopping? Oh, for like, sure. Oh, I want – that. Yeah, for sure. And there were some, of course, that, like they have the boxes and boxes and boxes. Right. In some of those boxes, I feel like I knew by heart. Yeah. You know, I'd thumb through them every time we're in the store, and there's a few in there that are like a little more valuable yeah. and have to save uh-huh. up for, yeah. like the big purchase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure, we would because if you start a title kind of midstream, mm-hmm. you got to kind of figure out are you going to try to work your way back and get them all. Right. Um, and depending on when you, when I was starting to collect. It was a good time because there was a lot of new titles coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect if you can get literally right. started issue number one. Right. Um, but you also found there's a lot of bad comics out there yeah. that way because you'd start them and be like, this is unreadable. Well, it's just like a TV show, right? Sure. Like sometimes it's you want to wait until, you know, two seasons in. Yeah. You're like, all right, it's, yeah. it's staying. Yeah, kind for of sure. Thing. For sure. Uh, my, my older – I have older siblings. Actually, my oldest brother is about the same age as you. And uh, he got into a, a number of different comics, and uh, he passed a couple of them down. But one of them he got into was Transformers, which was, like, yep. right in that 80s. And this isn't Marvel, but but to your point of, you know, trying to jump in on yep. something that, like, just starts. It is Marvel. Running. Oh, it is Marvel? Yeah. 
They did G.I. Joe and Transformer comics for Marvel. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> fun I fact. I never guessed that. Hardy dropping knowledge. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, that's where I'm Do a little, we get the knowledge bomb? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about our knowledge dropping knowledge segment. Just like you may know all of this stuff and correct us. And I oh, hope That's okay. Yeah. I well, doubt it. The least the viewers will know what's I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So – so we, um, you know, obviously we know you on a personal level, but um, you are a designer. Do you Would you say that, you know, any of the comics or just getting into this type of thing, has has that influenced you at all with your career path? Oh, yeah, or, okay. 100%. I wouldn't be, you know, a designer or a creative yeah. professional or whatever you want to call it yeah. if it weren't for comic books. Did you ever see yourself or or aspire to be a oh, comic yeah. book artist? Oh, I have comic books that oh, I have drawn. You do? Oh, yeah. Wow. They're probably in a box, a shoebox in my mom's attic yeah. or something like that, if we, they exist still. Yeah. But, yeah, no, if you would have asked me, the young me, you mm-hmm. know, what are you going to be? Oh, I'm going to draw comics. That's, yeah. That was it. That is so that cool. That or play in the NFL. Which, One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get either? <laughs> uh, that, that's pretty cool. Um, well, uh, what is your rarest or most prized comic book that you have? That's a good question. Ironically, my probably my rarest or most <laughs> valuable are not Marvel comics. Oh, okay. So you guys, even you, Brian, are probably familiar with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, <laughs> of course. So right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are of the right generation. Yeah, yeah. But your turtles are very different than mine. I don't know if you guys know this part. So. Okay. When the when the Ninja Turtle comic books started, they were either were all black and white. Oh, they were an off brand. They were not Marvel. They're not DC. I can't even remember the publisher, hmm. but they were pretty rare. Like mm-hmm. the, the release was actually not very big. Um, it was started by a guy named Eastman and Laird, were the the writers and, and artists. Okay, but they were dark. Like they were super violent. Oh. Like these were vigilante turtles going around killing people <laughs> in the sewers. <laughs> and so as it morphed and changed into this cartoon those of us who knew like its origins were like what is going on yeah here? they don't love pizza they're like <laughs> killing people anyway uh some of those are probably my rarest okay and most valuable because again they weren't a huge release number right. one but then they look what they turned into yeah right was this kind of cultural phenomenon That's so th- when the turtles came out they each turtle had his own micro book essentially it was a one issue all based on him, so Raphael and yeah. Donatello and all, and they all yep. had one. So those, for instance, are, are pretty valuable. Yeah. Um, and then the the mainstream book itself, because it got so popular, kind of after the fact, mm-hmm. they started to do like books, like editions. Yeah. So it would come out with a third edition of issue number one, two, and three, and all those kind of things. So yeah. I have some first edition Ooh. Ninja Turtle comic yeah. books that you know they're not gonna. Send me in a retirement, but no. they're, they're a little bit valuable. Yeah, Mirage Studios. Mirage way. Studios. Thank you. Good mm-hmm. call. Um, I've got some some other like first appearance of characters. Yeah. In the Marvel world, and, you know, I mentioned the Punisher. Yeah. He had a micro series of four standalone comics before he had his own actual comic oh, so book. They, so they did micro series then. So it was they did. It was like a oftentimes a way to introduce characters. Mm-hmm. Like they would. A guy would show up in Spider-Man, so that's how the Punisher came around. He he appeared in a Spider-Man comic. People really enjoyed it. Then they did a four-issue kind of mini-series on the Punisher, just his title. Yeah. Um, Before, and it's almost a way to test it out before he got his own own regular book after that. So those are 
you know, they have a little bit of value to them. Yeah. And they're cool too. They are. Even if it's just a story piece or whatever, but just to be like, yeah, I, I remember reading that first article when Punisher was brought in or or the micro series or whatever. That's yep. And a couple of the other ones I just stumbled on by accident. Like we, my brother and I ended up buying some Spider-Man comic books, which we didn't really collect, but the art was really cool and different. And it turned out to be Chris Claremont who turned in this huge deal and became like, you know, a real famous guy. And he was only at Spider-Man for a really short time period. Yeah. So those issues are are surprisingly really valuable. I thought it was, and we might get into this maybe with the history, but there's so much to this. Um, but the the artist from a from a well, even just a storytelling, you know, we'll, we'll get into Stan Lee and all of that within this. But um, but just how some of the artists would jump around and mm-hmm. go from place to place, and even like some of the the most prominent Marvel um, artists were DC artists too yeah. at some point. In yeah, their it is interesting. It's a it's a small world. I think it's yeah. one of those is- issues and. They're creative people. So they, let me tell you, they're temperamental. You know, oh, we know. Yeah, exactly. Right, super emotional. No, but I think they there is that that side of it where mm-hmm. some are storytellers, some are artists, right. some want to be artists, some want to be storytellers, and there's that you know a yeah. little bit of back and forth. So everybody's always looking to do their own thing and tell it the the way they want to tell it. Yeah. Well, I think before we we get into too much of the history side of things with John, we we might as well just start our dropping knowledge. So, as we always do, uh, I'm the history guy and, and Justin's kind of the stats guy. We're going to take a little bit of a, a different take on this with, with John in, in the room today. But um, we'll kind of start it off with um, some of the history. And in 1939 was when Timely Comics um, was started by Martin Good- Goodman. And this eventually evolved into what turned into Marvel Comics. Um, but I've a couple of the things that I found interesting was that uh, um, pulp magazines. Are you familiar with the term, John? Mm-hmm. Pulp magazines? I am not. Pulp magazines uh, were magazines that were basically, uh, they were called pulp magazines because of the cheap wood pulp paper that they used. So you had the nice glossy magazines, but then you also had the um, you know cheap, uh, essentially what comics turned up to be. Um, and, uh, the first, uh, timely comics or Marvel comic was the human torch against, uh, Namor, this sub submariner submariner. Yes. Sure. Submariner. You got <laughs> sure. it. John yeah. looks at us like, yes, of course. <laughs> Sold about 900,000 copies, um, in the first two editions. Um, and then we, um, uh, advanced to 1941 with Jack Kirby, who will come back up. He's one of those guys who went both to uh, uh, DC Comics and Marvel Comics. Um, And Joe Simon teamed up for one of the first patriotic-themed heroes with Captain America, and that um, sold nearly a million copies. Um, And that was was during wartime, right? Yes. So I think a lot of the characters were inspired by that and people were um really into that i think yeah um and so around that time uh goodman hired his wife's cousin stanley lieber also known as stan lee yes uh as just a general office assistant which i thought was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. um john's like yeah i know this this i'm right there yeah (laughs) um 
uh, and this was in 1939 as well. Um, he was made the interim editor um, under his pseudonym of Stan Lee in 1941. Um, and Goodman's strategy was actually to to uh, um, have various magazines and comic books published from different, you know, almost shell corporations, um, all out of the same offices and basically the same staff. Um, let's see. Well, uh, 1961 was when the first Marvel era um, comic began with uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, and this was in response to DC Comics' mm. success with bringing back the superhero I- idea um, so, so real, after the war. Real quick on that one. So I was reading uh, the other day, and they said that um, I believe it was G- Goodwin, who was the owner of Timely or Marvel or whatever it was, was out golfing with his buddies from DC and they were talking about the Justice League and how awesome this thing was going to be and so he actually went back to Stan at the time who had a little bit more clout at that point and came back and was like you need to create some some type of thing where you bring superheroes together and and that's when um, the uh, Fantastic Four was created. Yeah it it was born of that idea that yeah the the team up was the cool thing at the time. Right. So the, the, the Fantastic Four was the inter- interesting thing I found was the, the the big difference between DC and Marvel is is that you know Marvel is more targeted towards the adult issue like issues that adults are dealing with and and having flaws and you know they're kind of a superhero in a real world as opposed to you have DC that's very like almost superficial superhero like Superman just is this perfect guy and yeah. you know all of these things um, and and that's kind of what they marketed themselves off yeah of. no I think that's 100% true and I think it's it's a in a microcosm I think that's really it's a really good delineation between the two right yeah and I think that's what for me growing up at that time again that's that's why I went that direction yeah. the, they they tapped into characters that are a little more a little more relatable mm-hmm. and I think they took in the end, you know, whether it's comic books or TVs or movies, great storytelling is what yeah. makes it interesting. And I think that's when comics really started to kind of take off again because mm-hmm. they, they definitely – it's one of those roller coasters. And you guys are – you're already kind of touching on that yeah. history of it. But when it took off again, it was because they started to touch on some great storylines and characters that people could care about mm-hmm. um, and, and relate to in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. In, in 1971, the U.S. Department of Health, Education, and Welfare even approached Stan Lee about producing a um, Spider-Man comic specifically addressing the uh, um, drug abuse problem that <laughs> yeah. the, the nation was having. What what I thought was interesting is that the there's a, a, con, a comics code authority, um, which oversees all comics, and they actually uh, denied, um, like, you have per- apparently have to submit to this code authority to say, this is the comic we want to release and get it approved. They said and no. They said no, <laughs> even though the, the government had asked them to produce this about, you know, drug abuse and yeah. the, the bad you know, side effects and everything like that. Um, they said because of the use of drugs and all of the things that the government specifically asked, they said no. Well, Stanley published it anyways, and <laughs> it, you know, was very successful. And then the this comic code authority came back and eventually said, oh, no, you guys are okay now. <laughs> so um, uh, in, well, 
in the seventies uh, was kind of a, a slow time for comics, so they tried to diversify and have a uh, go away from that superhero idea. And you had some horror, martial arts, uh, Conan the Barbarian comedy with Howard the Duck. I don't classic. Have, have you oh. either of you guys? Hey, did you ever read a worst. comic? Uh, Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't just, get into it. I, I don't get it. I don't I, get it. I just feel like he's. I mean, from a Marvel Cinematic Universe and seeing the movie, and then seeing him have some cameos. He is a joke in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it's a bit know. of a black sheep. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, but then a lot of these distribution problems with all, all of those, so um, they uh, they kind of fell by the wayside. Uh, in 1973, Tale of the Zombie, they uh, Marvel Comics actually uh, trademarked the word zombie. Ooh, good trademark. What? Well done. Yeah. And, until 1996, when they they decided they could no longer maintain their trademark. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty Did they they didn't create the No, they didn't create the thought of zombie like it like the term zombie. The term yes. zombie, yes. that's what they mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Good knowledge. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Glad I could impart some. Uh 1970 uh 1975 uh Marvel ventured into audio and Stan Lee uh narrated some of the comics which I would love to hear. I, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was about the time that, that Jack Kirby, who we mentioned earlier, he left Marvel in 1970 and actually returned and went to DC and returned in 1976 um, after some um, persuading by Stan Lee. Uh, and let's see. Oh, some interesting facts. So, uh, 1979, Dave Cochran, uh, a Marvel artist, he resigned. Um, and he f- he ended up finding his resignation letter, showed up in Iron Man number 170, uh, 127, <laughs> verbatim. So oh, you can great. see it held what? by... Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a good shout-out. Yeah. yeah. Um, in 1990, they started selling uh, playing cards. Uh, I have some of those. That was more my time. I have some as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were mixed in with all my sports cards and whatnot, and I don't yeah. think I knew the value, or the not the value, like, from a money sense, but just, like, how cool they were at the time. Yeah. Um, but it's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're trading cards. Marvel trading cards. <laughs> Get real specific. Maybe not that specific. <laughs> so, in, in 1992, seven illustrators actually left uh, to form image comics as you talked about um the the kind of uh, i don't know i don't want to say well incestual yeah uh, no, that was a dark day of, well it was kind of a dark day for a lot of comic book fans because th- that was like the best of the best honestly yeah. it was the best writers and the best artists yeah. and they all left at the same time and they were leaving the books that we knew and loved and right. so we were crushed yeah but they were going to go start this kind of new and cool thing which Mixed success, yeah. you know, is what they got out of it. But right. 
I remember that specifically. Jim Lee is an artist. He's my favorite comic yeah. book artist, and he was one of the guys yeah. that went over. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was like it was like your favorite player getting traded away, and you're yeah. like, no, this can't That's be happening. Such a fascinating concept. And again, you know, not growing up reading comic books, but I, I imagine you see it more than just the the reading of the comics. It's it's about who's writing the story and who is drawing the story. Yeah, for me, it was the artist more, even more yeah. than the writers. I, I probably didn't know the effect that the sure. writers were having. They probably have equal, if not more, right. effect. But for me, it was the visuals. Yeah. Because your your character looks a certain way. Right. And only that artist draws them that way. So mm-hmm. you, you, it's amazing how much, like, if you were to put, you know, three or four yeah. epis, you know, issues together from different years, mm-hmm. it's hardly even the same character in a lot yep. of ways. You fall in love with one yeah. artist, and they're, they're never there that long. Um, yeah, the only thing I can say to relate to that, and you would understand this, and maybe you a little bit, Brian, um, but audiobooks, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> avid listener of audiobooks, <laughs> yes. and when you have uh, you know a, a really great narrator to a story, and then you know, for instance, Song of Ice and Fire, Game yeah, of we're Thrones, we're looking at you, Roy Detrice. Yeah, like. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. And it's a dark now, day for Justin. Now I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we might never get the next book anyway. But uh, but if we do, we have to have a new person reading it. And I don't. I don't know. It's going to be tough because so it, it, it you feel more like all the characters and everything. It's just you're saying that people listening to the Quest for One Hundred will never listen to it if we ever were to change who was uh, on, the ho- on the... I would say... If we brought in a new Brian, people would notice, put it that <laughs> yes, way. Yes, people would notice. They might That's, be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not Let's, saying they're going to be sad. I'm not gonna, they might celebrate. We're not going to judge. But they would definitely notice. Oh, okay. Is All this right. a tryout, John? Are you trying to take <laughs> Brian's spot here? Uh, How am I doing? Maybe. <laughs> He's better with the chords, though. Yeah. Well. 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 Yeah, today, today was... Today, today's a little off day. Um, some other fun facts. Uh, Spider-Man. Stan Lee put a hyphen because uh, he wanted to d- differentiate between Spider-Man and Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of hyphens, actually, in one of the articles I was reading from uh, Stan Lee, this – well, it's not actually a hyphen. But apparently uh, Stan Lee views comic books as one word, so comic book, and never as two. Huh. And he said it's actually – I don't know if he said insulting, but it is – it is something that is against what he views it as because if you say it as comic space book, it's like it's a comedic book, and he's like, it's not. It, I mean, they can be, they certainly can be, but that's it's more than that. It's, yeah, and, and that was actually in their like I don't know if their guidelines or whatever, but on on Marvel Comics, it's always comic book. Yeah, one, one word. Yeah, that's probably because of Stan. Um, Dead she, Deadpool uh, originally created as a spoof to DC comic uh, Deathstroke. Who was Slide Wilson instead of Wade Wilson? Oh, I didn't know that. I've heard of Deathstroke, but I didn't know about him. Uh, Doctor Doom inspired Darth Vader. Hmm. I did not know that either. Yeah, George Lucas apparently was inspired by him. Hmm. Uh, the spider spider pig from the Simpsons movie. You remember? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, spider pig. Yeah, yeah, spider pig. Uh, was actually a 1983 Parade magazine spider pig. But instead of so it actually was a yeah huh well yeah, not to thing. nerd out too much but in the new animated movie Spider Verse yeah there yeah. is Spider Pig oh, oh is that right. his name is Spider Ham oh okay but they actually went and developed it as part of this huh. yeah. this now interesting spin-off. not to to go too far down that lane but um, 
I have not seen that movie yet. And I haven't I, either. I've heard it's, okay. I've heard it's outstanding. Okay, yeah, because I feel oh, like that would be something that, you know, from a design perspective yeah. also, yeah. plus, you know, tying to the comic books and all that, I feel like would be pretty cool. Uh, I got a couple more. Venom uh, was created by a fan, purchased uh, for $220. Yeah, and it was an idea that was sitting around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, the, huh. he, he had this idea for the symbiotic suit that Spider-Man could wear. Yep. And... Like Brian said, they bought it from him, bought that idea from him, and then didn't do anything with it for two hundred and twenty dollars. Is that correct? Yeah, and wow, it, deal. Uh, apparently, and this um, was maybe the only idea that came out of it. But Marvel had some like inbox that they mm-hmm. would allow fans to submit. Right. I was wondering, have you ever? Did you ever submit anything? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The, the letters <laughs> they did a great job, and that's one of the ways they kind of reached out to the like. You felt a connection mm-hmm. to them as every comic book, at least in the time when I was collecting big had a letters section at the back. And that was another Stan Lee thing. Mm-hmm. But it would be just that. It would be fans writing in, asking questions, and they would respond in the voice of Stan Lee. So you always... That's oh, cool. I'm sure that I'm sure he was the one writing. Oh, yeah. All of them. But one more note on the, the Venom piece. You want to talk about people losing their minds. Yeah. The first time they introduced Spider-Man in a black costume, because that's, that's how it started. It yeah, wasn't actually Venom. Right. It was yeah. actually Spider-Man, but his costume was black. Yeah. Right. Oh, you would have thought... The president was dead. I mean, <laughs> there were about to be riots in the comic book store. It was fantastic. Uh, my awesome. last couple, uh, Damage Control is a company inside the Marvel Universe that cleans up after all the superheroes. Huh. I, I, I'm now going to have to go, like, wa- I, rewatch movies and, you know. See if you can spot them. I can... haven't seen them in any of the movies. Um, were they in the comics, though? Yeah, they were, kind of randomly. Like, they saved them for, like, random appearances here and there they weren't like a big deal but yeah they, they talked about the existence so they them. actually talked about like i was just wondering if they they placed the the company like in the background of something and it had like just a very subtle no they would they talked about them ra- again very rarely and randomly yeah. um but yeah they were they were there yeah. i don't think it's coming into the movies at all but I it do... was kind of alluded to a okay. little bit if you remember spider-man homecoming okay and the the origin story of the vulture in that one, yes, is that it's all these construction workers cleaning up after uh, what happened in New York in the okay. Avengers movie. So it's kind of a nod. I don't know yeah. if they were directly going there, subtle, but, but it yeah. was a little bit of the same idea as that. Okay. You know, if there's going to be all these massive fights with yeah. superheroes, someone's going to have to come in and then yeah. you know clean up the mess. Yeah. That so my sense. my fi- my final dropping knowledge is that uh, Martin Goodman. Um, was actually meant to be on the Hindenburg when it exploded. Oh. Mm. Um, he was on his honeymoon in 1937, and um, his him and his wife were supposed to take it back to the U.S. Interesting. And Good choice by him. Yeah. yeah. What year was that? Do, do 30, 37 is what I have. I'm going to trust Brian on that. Yeah, I will too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, not connected to that note, but just how, you know, Stan Lee's kind of development over time. And I think the 60s was really such a crucial moment for at least him and and storytelling and artists and all that. And I think um, one – and I don't know if it was in the 60s. John, do you remember when Black Panther started? Uh, I think it was the 60s. Okay, so mm-hmm. 60s. So um, characters like Black Panther, I think uh, – and there was others, obviously, but, but to what you were saying is – he, Stan was was all about kind of making these real situations, but then he also was like, screw whatever the the overall sentiment towards something, you know, to find an African-American, not only, no, sorry, I take it back, an African, not even an African-American, 
and give him wealth and technology and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, which was at, up until that point, you know, you know, Africans were were uh, pushed as you know primitive and all this other stuff, and and so he was like, no, I'm going to make this super awesome guy and make him into a superhero. Yeah, no, that was a cool piece of of Marvel and Stan in particular yeah. as the driver of that. I think Luke Cage is another good example. Yeah. He, had in the Netflix series, so yeah. people kind of know him a little bit. Yep. But he, at the time, you know, a superhero, African American yep. in the Bronx, right, or Harlem, actually. Yeah, um, that was pretty a little bit cutting edge. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a cool kind of reflection of society at the time that he wasn't afraid to, you know, look into and explore yeah. a little bit. Which and cool. I, I mean, I think he was rewarded with that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. obviously, a lot of these comics have gone on to be amazing things. So I won't spend a ton of time on my stats just because this has been good conversation and I want to make sure we have time for our uh, small debates at the end. But um, so from a stat perspective, so in 2017, uh, Marvel held about 38% share of the comic book market compared to about 34% for DC. So um, still dominating there. And I wonder in some ways, um, you know, and they, they talk about this a little bit over the years, but if, if that is influenced by the, um, you know, and this is comic books, so um, less so, um, you know, the, the cinematic universe and all that. But um, I'm curious if a lot of that is influenced by that. Um, but uh, I wanted to, to jump in. I'll skip over this next fact, but I wanted to jump in um, with what you guys think are the top three overall um, comic book franchises in Marvel. I want to actually. I want to know. I want to know Brian's <laughs> <laughs> what he thinks, and then I want you to go, in, John. Based on Fra- so uh, number of copies sold, okay, uh, or just overall revenue for sure. sales from it um, is how I'm viewing it. Okay. And uh, and think of it from a franchise perspective. Yeah. So there's a lot of reboots, obviously. Uh, I'm gonna say because I saw that Iron Man had at least 127. <laughs> okay. We're gonna go Iron Man one. Okay. Spider Man two. Okay. And can, then can you name a third Marvel <laughs> hero? <laughs> X Men. Come on. Ooh, good one. Okay. All right. So. Uh, you are mostly wrong. Oh, actually, no, you're not mostly wrong. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Mostly do you, wrong? Do you, you do you want to redo sure. that? Yeah, I would say I would say X-Men number one. Okay. I would probably put Spider-Man number two. Okay. And oof, maybe Captain America number three. Okay, so John, you have the all three correct though in the wrong order. Okay, um, so I wasn't close. mostly no, you were wrong. Close. You were close. <laughs> well, you started with Iron Man. Guess, you started Brian. with Iron Man, which I don't think is in the top five, at least. Um, but it is no <laughs> terrible guess, Brian. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible guess. <laughs> I knew there was one twenty-seven at least in terms of number of copies. Well, a sp- lot more than that. Spider-Man, um, the. Uh, Spider-Man, which was released in 63, has 360 million copies. So that's number one. Followed by X-Men with 270 million copies. That was in 63 as well when that was started. And then Captain America, which was started, you know, 20 years prior in 41, has 210 million. Um, And I think the Avengers kind of came in as as number four. So, you know, bringing all the superheroes together are just as satisfying in the books as they are in the movies. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and then uh, the most, 
what would you say the most expensive um, sold Marvel comic was? Oof. I'll ask you this. Is, single? One. Single? It's single comic book. Oh, boy. Because if it's a Marvel title, most expensive one. I'm going to go, like, Astonishing Tales 1. I don't even know what that is. What is <laughs> Astonishing Tales? It was one of those random precursor things which had a whole bunch of, like, first appearance type okay. of all, all these characters in it. So, uh... Maybe similar light to that, uh, but it was actually Amazing Fantasy. Okay. Um, and it's it's uh, book number 15, and it was where uh, Spider-Man first appeared. Uh, so it was Perfect. Bef- in light of what you're saying there. And it uh, was sold for $1.1 million. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, that was it. We can jump into the next section. All right. So... Ready for some friendship test, John? <laughs> Are you, Brian? <laughs> uh, we'll see about this. <laughs> we just become best friends. Yep. I don't think we're going to be best I friends. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the first question we uh, we John made a uh, uh, reference to, but I feel like we know your answer. But but DC or Marvel? Are you like a hundred percent Marvel? Hundred percent Marvel. Okay. Hundred percent Marvel. Now, do you? Did you ever try the? the I did. DC? I did a little bit of Batman here okay. and there. It was yeah. the, the character I kind of liked the most. Yeah. And when it was Batman Mania, I felt like you had to. You know, I had to yeah. when they first came out with those yep. horrible movies. Horrible. <laughs> I had to get involved somehow. Um, so I did try DC here and there, but again, just couldn't. Yeah. Didn't take. Okay. I'll I'll say um, I am Marvel as well, uh, and. I think I've determined why. Like the the more I've read up on it for this podcast, knowing that the you know it's kind of this um, reality um, superheroes in reality and showing their flaws and all that kind of stuff. I I didn't really pick up on that. In obviously, I don't think I've ever actually read a comic book. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> so so the only references that I have is from the movies, but. Um, I never really understood why I didn't like the Superman movies and the Batman movies and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Avengers and and all of the um, characters that surround the Avengers, I, you know, enjoyed a little bit better. And I think it's because of that. So I'm going to have to go Marvel as well. Um, So I'm I'm Marvel, uh, though unlike our good friend John here, I do appreciate uh, the DC films, especially The Dark Knight, which... Uh, you have a hot take on? I don't think I have a hot take on it. I just think it's a little overrated. You're the only person that I've ever talked to that says fair enough. That it's so not be it. Great, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of bad DC though. There's a lot. There's bad Marvel too in the early sure. years. Um, and I, I more focus on you know the movies because I, I tried to get into and I was late you know with all this stuff and it was it was mid 90s for me. But I tried to get into some of the comic books, some of them that were passed down to me. Um, I did get so uh, Thor became my favorite character, um, and so I believe my wife uh, got me kind of a Chronicles of Thor essentially. Cool. So I, I read through a bunch of them of just like you know the origin story and all that, which was really She's a cool. keeper. Yeah, right. Um, and, but actually, from a comics standpoint, um, I was really bi- I wasn't into either of these in the '90s, but I actually was really big into Calvin and Hobbes. 
Um, and I loved the premise of comic books. So it's weird that I didn't at that time get into, you know, Marvel or DC. Um, but yeah, Calvin and Hobbes was like my, my go-to. I had like all their, all their books that they had out. So. I, uh, I think the Calvin and Hobbes was like our generation. Like, yeah. Uh, Cause I remember reading Calvin and Hobbes as well, but again, no comic book store in Bowman. So I don't know how I was going to get my hands on a comic book. Yeah. But you kind of have to go out of your way. Yeah. Like they were in, you know, the grocery store type places, but they're, you know, tucked away in the corners. Yeah. 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 So the next, next one, I think we've already kind of touched on, but, uh, and, you know, Justin and I kind of already weighed in on this, but for you, John, are you a movie, uh, Marvel guy or a comic book? Ooh, another, another good question. I, I love the Marvel movies, so I'll, I'll go on record as saying that. Because, again, for for somebody of my generation, like, growing up, loving the comics and loving those characters, mm-hmm. to see them, like, come to life, like, that's... Yeah. They were always alive in my head, but to actually see them alive, mm-hmm. but done well. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the key here. You know, it would... Again, I mentioned the Punisher, who I was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And I cried when those movies came out. I was so excited when the first one. <laughs> it was mo- so bad. It was Dolph Lundgren in the first Punisher movie. I was so excited. And then it was in no theaters. And I, I, at the, I'm a kid. I don't know why yeah. it's not in theaters anywhere. So I made my mom drive me out to this random theater so my brother and I could go watch this movie. And it was horrible. It was so <laughs> bad. It was just depressing. Yeah. So to see them come to life, but come to life and be really cool yeah. has been amazing. Yeah. I, I, so I've seen them all, love them all. Well, don't love them all. There are bad ones, Mostly, as you said. Yeah. But for the most part, they've been they've been outstanding. So. Is that is that? Do you think that's the the Disney influence when they? It helps a lot. Brought. You know, we mentioned the impact of storytelling, right? And Disney is the greatest. They're the greatest storytellers in the world. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they've got so much talent that they that they suck up and buy and, yep. <laughs> and get all the best writers and, and artists and things like that so they know how to tell great stories so you're taking these characters that are beloved and interesting and have all these backstories and now they're in this home of amazing storytellers so yeah it's definitely it wouldn't be happening the way it is without yeah. the influence of Disney no doubt yeah but you would still put yourself as a comic book first or I would how about this for an answer total cop out Young me is definitely a comic book. Okay. Me as a 40-year-old dad, yeah. I'm, I'm all about the movies. Yeah. Because I, I haven't bought a comic book in, God, 20 years. I mean, it's, yeah. been, it's been a really long time. Yeah. So I can't really – probably fair to say. Now, have you have uh, two kids at home. I do. younger. Are mm-hmm. they into any of this stuff yet? Uh, they are. My son is, I am proud to say, big into Marvel characters nice, in nice. general. We were in Disneyland recently and got to meet Spider-Man. That was a big moment. Yeah. For maybe more for me than him. But <laughs> <laughs> Just shove him out of the way. <laughs> totally. I'll take this Spider-Man. one. I got this one, buddy. <laughs> no, uh, he, he loves him. He yeah. loves him. And, I, I, you know, I probably influenced it, I'm sure, to an extent. Yeah. Um, but he's got his little Captain America shield that he runs around yeah. the house with and a Thor hammer. Now Otherwise, I, I couldn't be his dad. Do you uh, do you let him watch the movies? No. Then? Okay. No. He's he's six. Okay. So I think he's probably a few years off. He's yeah. he's kind of they have the Lego version, yep. mm-hmm. and that's works yeah. for kind of getting his fix so yeah. far. Um, but I'm excited yeah. to to share with him because we got what twenty oh, some movies 22 to watch together. Twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, it's gonna be great. 
Um, all right. Well, as as a comic book fan that you are, um, I know you weren't like huge into Spider Man, but what would you say is a better origin story, uh, Spider Man's or Iron Man's? I'm gonna go with Iron Man's just because it's less, it's a little less random. Mm-hmm. Like Spider Man is literally a teenager who gets bit by a radioactive yeah. spider. Like mm-hmm. he didn't, yeah. through no fault or benefit of his own. Yep. You know, he just became Spider-Man. Granted, yep. he's super smart and he built yep. his web shooters. And yeah. He's a good kid, so yeah. he, obviously that's important. But Iron Man is more, he's more of a self-built hero, mm-hmm. I guess. And if you know his story, you know, he's he's been captured and he has to basically build this suit as a way of escape. Mm-hmm. Um, but then more than that, his backstory is great because he's a tortured individual you know, he's an alcoholic and a total egomaniac. He's yeah. trying to make up for that all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think he's just, in general, I think that story has a lot more meat to it than yeah. than little Peter Parker, who, yeah. again, great character and relatable right. because he's a high school kid with high right. school problems. But I think from an origin standpoint, he just yeah happened to be in the lab when the spider yeah. was angrier. So uh, I, I just watched um, Captain America... First one, I don't know. What we'll call it is. the first adventure. <laughs> That's the name of the film. Oh, is that really what it is? Yeah. Oh, so oh. you you were totally there. Yeah. Yeah. Tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but but in uh, Tony Stark's dad is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is there more development that I need to watch other movies uh, for his dad or like and the story behind Tony growing up? other than just Iron Man 1, or is that really... No, Iron Man 1 will cover it. I mean, the Marvel Universe does such a nice job of interconnecting all these characters, and so Mm -hmm. Tony's dad is one of those characters who... Mm -hmm. He's an early influencer, I guess, is the way to put it, and, you know, Captain America's a perfect example. And it ties those characters together in a a unique way, right? Because once they meet in more modern times, they've already got this... This mm-hmm. random connection. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like that might be another podcast for us, like the, just the Marvel Universe in itself. Because sure. it's we could talk way too long and yeah. bore our nineteen listeners way too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Iron Man. Uh, as you talked about him, he was. I think he kind of falls in that character, different, but falls in that character as of um, Black Panther, where mm-hmm. during that time, and I forget when Iron Man came out, but again, it was it was I believe uh, maybe the seventies. I could be wrong. Um, he was earlier than that. I think he was. 60s. Oh, was it sixties? Mm-hmm. Okay, but it was getting into this this time where war was not pop. Like pe- everybody was against war, right. and it was a it, people you know, especially during that time, were you know protesting against it. And yet he was like, "Screw it! I'm going to push this in front of you guys." And he said that was kind of one of his ballsier decisions was actually pushing out Iron Man and 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 almost comedically making his heart the piece that like is his weakness um, is that he has a weak heart because he's just this you know guy that you know has all the money in the world and is cocky as any all get out and um, so I thought that was kind of interesting with the Iron Man um, story Brian you want to grab the next question better villain Magneto or Thanos I'll go kind of a, a little bit of a theme for us but I'll go with Magneto just because he's more he's got a little more to him he, he's a, mm-hmm. you know, he's a human, well, he's not, he's human, he's a mutant. Yeah. Um, so he's born with his powers just through human mutation. But he's getting, he's got a great backstory, you know, he, his parents went through 
concentration camp, and that's when his power is starting to manifest itself. And so he's he's super angry at the world, and he has kind of this worldview of persecution and yeah. how he's different, and you know that make that's his makeup. Whereas Thanos is literally he's super powerful. Yeah, he's and I, they do their best to kind of build him up and make him interesting. Yeah, um, but in the end, he's an alien and right. a little too powerful. Yeah. So I'm going to go Magneto personally. Yeah. Do you have a thought, Brian? Uh, do you I'm, know these these two? I do. I okay. do know both of them. I, I don't One's know. One's purple. One, <laughs> one looks like a dude. I, I don't know that I know Magneto's backstory. Like it, mm-hmm. that was probably the first time I've heard what his actual backstory is. Um, I do kind of like Thanos, though. Mm-hmm. Um, He's great. Don't get me wrong. Thanos is great. Yeah. Yeah. Just. He's he's taken over the world. Yeah. Right? No, I, I I think I would go with um, Thanos as well. Um, though I thought, and again, this is coming from more more um, the cinematic universe and understanding through that. But um, I think both of these characters, especially Magneto, you kind of see both sides of him, right? Mm-hmm. So he starts as kind of this good he's guy, right? Yeah. And he you know goes back and forth. And Thanos, I think the one of the reasons why I love Thanos so much, or, I mean, for a villain, uh, one, I think this this whole run through in in the universe um, somatically has they've done a great job of just like piecing these stories together to to lead to this crucial moment, and he, he seems all powerful, um, but then also seeing you know there's this there's this little bit of gray in him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not black and white. Yeah. There's this little bit of gray where he's like, oh. He has feel like he's doing this for a reason. He's you know he's trying to change things. What he feels like is for the better, and so it it kind of like challenges you mm-hmm. as a, a someone who watches or reads or whatever is like I don't want to feel for this guy, but I kind of do. I kind of understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and I give the the movies a lot of credit there because in the in the comic books, Thanos was he's just there was straight, no gray, straight cold. <laughs> there was no gray. Yeah. He was just here to yeah kick some ass. Okay, can we say ass in the quest for uh, one hundred? Sure. Sure. Brian said Sorry, a bad Presters. word once. You're, oh, did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I noticed. Oh. oh. That's okay. Um, we just went PG. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Your kids can't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> They're diehard listeners. We have to explicit right. yeah. tag. You can beep, beep it out beep, later. Beep, beep. Um, okay, so last last friendship test for, for each one of us here. Um, what, are, what are your top three Marvel superheroes? Do you want me to go first since yeah, I'm yeah. going to have trouble naming them? Yeah. <laughs> so because I've been analyzing, on the table, John has brought in some of his uh, action figures yes. or figurines. That, that makes me sound so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it been, is. I've been analyzing them to try to figure out which one I liked the best <laughs> over the, like, the last 10 minutes. Have, so I'm just going to point to him, too. I've been preparing Who, for who's this, this guy? Um, so I'm going to go with Iron Man. Captain America and Birdman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Shrinky guy. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Black Panther. No, Thor. Thor. Okay. Can't yeah. go, yeah. Can't yeah. go yeah. wrong. Yeah. Should have just looked at that. Those set. They're yeah. right in the middle so, right there. Yeah, these guys are, are, are pretty good. Uh, of Okay, so the, the listeners can't see this, but there's probably, what, 20... 20 guys in there? Yeah. I could not how name. How many do you think you could name? Not not you don't have to name them, but if you had to put a number to how many you could name. Um and these are these are pretty prominent people. Um this is like a, a mega figurine set. It's got all the main guys in the uh of the Avengers. 
Uh, I'm going t- 10 on that side and there's just, there's uh what 7 on this other side. Uh 5 of those. Okay. That's about right. That's not too bad. Um I will say that if you enjoyed watching Captain Marvel and you've seen some of these other films, you need to go through and watch it because once you piece it together, it's like a um, it's like a 60-hour movie <laughs> that's worth it. Does somebody have the order? Because that's really yeah, what I want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need to know the order of... Well, and what's interesting about it, too, is is they'll put it in order of either the story or when the movie came out. Because a few of them are kind of like like the one you just watched, Captain America. Mm-hmm. It takes place in you know World War II. Mm-hmm. There's a few that are kind of throwback, flashback-y type. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, they'll set it up for you. You can watch it in the correct order. Yeah. Uh, so you're getting the story told in the in the right yeah right now w- what would your uh your favorites be John? i can't remember if i answered this already i may have you said your favorite was punisher i love punisher um colossus oh colossus, right at the top. Right. yeah um wolverine okay always yeah. big hawkeye guy yeah that's that's a again for a comic book fan to, to list the top three is yeah because I'll, I'll listen to this later and i'll be know. like oh, i can't believe that i said that i said that and then i'll think of somebody like i should oh i should have said this <laughs> we're gonna have a correction in next yes. week's episode i'll, it's gonna I'll be John spend just... some time <laughs> and i'll send you my correction and that, i expect that to be included that's okay important. Who, that's who's important. the silver guy back here that's ultron oh he's not a superhero per se he's oh a, he's a bad guy that's yeah. why he's crushing the world in his hand age of ultron there you go there you yeah. go yeah but he didn't look like that that's that's the a little uh, different. Okay, yeah. So okay, okay he if says, you say so. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I put this question in, and I didn't even really think about what my other two would be. But it's a clear number one for me as Thor um, for my favorite character. I just, I mean, he is. It's kind of a cheat code. He's all powerful. He's a god. All that other he's stuff. Awesome. No doubt. Um, but he's just. I, I think the thing that I loved. I actually played. Um, a video game with him you know this was probably 10 or 15 years ago um and uh i just loved his character in that because he would say the cheesiest lines and everybody else had cool lines and he would be like ah in the name of molnir or whatever like he would just say these cheesy things and it just made me laugh every single time and i and then when i saw him in the film later on and they embraced that a little bit in in the first thor um, and obviously he's developed since then, but um, but yeah, it's I, I don't know. I really loved him, but I mean you can't go wrong with with Iron Man. Um, I'm, I've never been a huge Captain America fan, but uh, is that Jarvis? Sorry, it's who Jarvis? Green, green and red. Yes, well, Vision. Yes. Oh, yeah. is that what the name is? Yeah, oh. one and the same. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, we are about. Well, what's our time now? Yeah, we're right You're, at we're right at fifty eight minutes. Oh, that's everyone's that's, bored to tears at this point. Let's, yeah. let's go to that's typically let's what go we do. Another ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We've overstayed our welcome. Let's stay longer. Like All right, so I'm going to try to explain this one um, for our listeners and uh, our guests here. So, uh, well, obviously, our delusional thinking, we like to think a little abstract, and, and this one kind of related to uh, having some superpowers. Um, so you have, we each have telekinesis, okay? And, um, but... Do you know what that is, Brian? No. 
Okay. Do you want to explain what telekinesis? No, go ahead. So, <laughs> telekinesis allows you to move things okay. with your mind. Okay. Um, Anything, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because like it, Magneto only has it for correct. metal objects, metal. right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Good clarification. Who who has it for everything? Uh, there's a few. So Jean Grey, oh, if you're familiar yeah. with that yeah. character, she's an X-Men. Yeah. That's probably the most well-known with telekinetic power. Super powerful in a number of different fronts. Um, but, yeah, so for the premise of this debate, uh, you have telekinesis. Um, so this is option one. You have telekinesis, but it's only half as strong as your normal strength, and your body still feels like you're physically lifting the object. So... Uh, if you can lift 100 pounds, and that's the max that you can lift, um, then 50 – essentially you'd be able to lift 50 pounds, and it feels like you actually are lifting that thing. So if I pick up this water, I, like, have this feeling like I'm picking up the water, if that makes sense. Um, and then – or when you're lifting or moving objects, they weigh half as much. So basically you're – you don't have telekinesis. You just are super strong. So whatever – um, you typically can lift. You're twice as strong, and you can do that pretty easy. So Hulk versus um, versus Jean Grey. Jump in, Brian. I mean, I just I just learned what telekinesis is. So, <laughs> so give me. Give All right. Me. So you can move things with your mind. Would you be able to move things with your mind, but like feel like you're moving them? So you can't just pick up a piano. Like this is kind of a a basic version of telekinesis. Yeah. Um, or a basic version of, of super strength. Super strength. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the super strength. Okay. I've always been a fan. You know, again, growing up, you of course pretended to have superpowers all the time. Yeah. And I was never into the mental ones. Oh. Like, they're just not as exciting to me. Okay. Like, if you could make me super strong or super fast yeah. or blind, yeah, that's easy choice. So I'm going to go super strong. Though I will say, twice as much as I can lift is. All right. We need to up the ante yeah, a little maybe, bit. I mean, if I just hit the gym every once in a while, I can get, <laughs> I can get there eventually. That's fair. So That's I, fair. I'd like at least, like, you know, four to five times. Okay. But All I'm right. definitely going to go with the super strength over. Okay. So, okay. so we're going four or five times. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to go telekinesis. Okay. Because I think it would be really cool to be able to move something without touching it. And... uh you know, obviously, I, I'm only able to lift half as as much as you know I my I can actually do normally. But just to be able to say, oh, that table right there, like you're gonna go right here, yeah. And and being able to to not even be more lazy, it's like a, a just the fact that I could do it. Yeah, I think that would be cool. It would be cool. And yeah. we know where Justin's going because he's lazy about these things. Yeah, he, he's always lazy. <laughs> so I think we all know these the my words. Uh, listener, I, X, <laughs> listener X is spot on. Spot on. Spot on. I'm trying to change. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I won't but do I it here. Have, but I wouldn't have to get off the couch. No, I just – it's – it would to Brian's point, and I'm going to agree with Brian here, uh, which probably is a bad idea during a comic book episode to agree with Brian because I feel like he's he oh, he's pulled his weight. He, he's done a great job. That's fair. Yeah, I dropped some knowledge. Yeah, I had to do a lot of research <laughs> to drop that knowledge. But and you guys are probably like, oh, yep, we're gonna prepare for this uh, episode and spend about ten minutes, and I already know everything else in my head. I 
I will say that uh, this was much more of a passion topic for me. Uh, obviously, I'm not as as much of an expert as as John here, but um, but I I felt like I didn't have to. It wasn't research for me. I was honestly I was just like reading up on stuff that I already loved and and uh, did. But anyway, back to the question though. Right, uh, stun us with your answer, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, shocker. Uh, Hold on, everybody. No, I. But he, it's not from a lazy standpoint. I'm not choosing telekinesis because of that. But, um, but you. So if you have, if it's four or five x, like okay, that's kind of cool. But but not like super cool. Like you're not doing anything that uh, maybe a weightlifter who's like super crazy. Um, jacked can do maybe you're doing a little bit more than him and maybe you're in competitions but for me yeah, but i'm tiny and I'm all right <laughs> that is that is true that is like john's gonna point. be flipping cars already yeah. right like yeah it, it, that'd be pretty cool that would be all right that'd be kind of cool um mainly because you are a little bit smaller but <laughs> <laughs> thank you and that. and brian over here, brian and i over here we're like we're tall totally yeah we we're giant that. yeah wouldn't be that impressive <laughs> Where's the weight room? But the telekinesis thing, like that, nobody nobody can do that, right? So uh, your impact on society potentially could be really cool, and or at least you'd be viewed as really cool as like the guy that can move things with his mind. Um, I don't know. Even if it's just little things, it still would be pretty cool. I'd be a magician for sure. Um, that would be my new um, my new path that I would take. Your money maker, yeah, because that's the other thing. I know. I can't yeah, he's help. a money maker. Yeah, yeah. he's help. lazy and he wants the money. <laughs> so it's a simple remind yourself of those two things. Yep. You'll know exactly how it's going to answer these, yeah, these questions. Got to gotta change it up. Yeah, yeah. It's so predictable. Yeah, I guess. Well, um, it's been fun, John. Uh, this has been a blast For talking well. about uh, comics with you. You know, I realized that the the two guest episodes that we had, basically, both of them had tried to make me look stupid. What? Well. That's not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all. Although, yeah, this was just a topic that you uh, didn't I know enough. N- enough. No idea about. You did great. Much about. Yeah. So no, no shame. I, yeah. I, I before we go, I do want to comment on the ending of Captain Marvel and the. Oh geez, don't. Are you going to give a spoiler? Plays, as the, the music plays. Text, no, the text that shows up at the end. The at the te- end, of, like the credits. Well, before, <laughs> like. They come back and the oh. credits roll, and they come back and there's a little scene and then there's text after that. I thought that was terrible. Worse, like, why hit us over the head with what's happening? Well, yeah, that's fair. It's a, a weird tradition at this point. Yeah. Oh, is it? To answer your question. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I don't know if there's a backstory to it, but they do it regularly. Yeah. All right. Well. well. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> I love how you bring up a topic as we're <laughs> playing us off the stage. Turn up the volume quick. Whoa, whoa. Turn up the volume quick. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we got a few minutes. Oh, <laughs> we do? <laughs> are you trying we to hit don't an want even, this to end. Are you trying to hit an even number here? Uh, uh, we're always pretty much uh, like an hour and six or seven minutes. We so. don't have to be an hour and six minutes. but you know. Yeah, but eh, it's always right. fun that way. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, this has been a blast. Uh, for those who are looking to follow along, we are at Quest for 100 Podcast on Facebook. 
Um, and and uh, fun. Thank thank the five people who have who have rated us on iTunes. Yeah, five yeah. five star ratings. Thank Ooh, you. Thank you. Five star. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and and if we find a way to read those reviews, if there is any, there weren't any reviews. It was oh. just a it was well, just rating. If you write a review of this podcast, and we figure air. out how to read it. We will read it out loud <laughs> if it's a air. good review. If it's good. <laughs> Yeah, even bad ones. Well, yeah, we'll read bad okay. ones too. Yeah. Might as well. You're yeah. in. There's uh, only 20 listeners. Come on, right. how bad yeah. could they be? Yeah. yeah, so I believe that's on iTunes. But yeah, follow us along, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with a new topic. All right, thanks for joining us on the quest for 100. See ya.